I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Do y'all remember the story in the Bible of the Tower of Babel? In Genesis 11, 1 through 6, it says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. If you look at where we are today, not only as a society, but as a whole world, if that makes sense, you will see technology has brought us together in many ways as one language and in one mind. Before the telephone was invented, before cars were invented, information traveled a bit slower. Before television, before the news, before cell phones, before the internet, information traveled a bit slower. But as you know, you can look up anything at any point for any reason and receive that information faster than you can blink. Don't get me wrong, there are pros and cons to everything, it seems, and I don't believe technology is a sin, I'm not Amish, but I do believe, especially since the internet, as I'm sure you can see too, that wickedness is growing and there is nothing hindering every idea from every person from coming together. In verse 6 of Genesis 11, remember it says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. We really don't have language barriers, time constraints, or delays preventing us from coming together to share ideas and putting them into action, which is great if you're doing the will of God, but most of the world isn't, and what you see is a mass compilation of wicked ideas, wicked thoughts, and wicked execution of those ideas, not to mention mass influence. And can we talk about influence for a second? For the love of all that is good, can y'all stay off of YouTube? I mean, I find some beneficial things in YouTube, like worship songs, tutorials, education videos, and so forth, but the amount of information, and I say that sarcastically, that people will watch and then believe and then get paranoid about is at a disturbing level. With all of the information being tossed out there from everywhere, no one seems to know what to believe anymore. No one seems to know what is real and what isn't. But for some reason, someone hears someone's conspiracy or belief, and then without searching for evidence, they're on that bandwagon. And I'd be careful about getting on a bandwagon that a man is driving. If you don't have scripture to back it up or you don't have evidence, then you just need to calm down maybe a little bit. I'm not saying that people aren't deceitful and that our government doesn't lie and do awful things, but it's easy for Satan to distract us. Psalm 14, 3-4 Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth, and that very day his thoughts perish. Sometimes we put our eggs in the basket of someone the Lord did not send at all, and we don't look at God's word to see what he says and compare scripture with scripture. Ephesians 4, 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. And then 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. 
Do y'all see in plain sight what the Word of God is pointing out? What is happening all around us today? The Tower of Babel was in Genesis chapter 11, but in chapter 6, you see the story of Noah being told. In verse 5, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Doesn't it feel that way now? Where can you find truth? What do governments and societies stand for anymore? Is there a nation that has people who truly and biblically seek the Lord? It seems so very few and far between. Luke 17, 26 says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man, Noah being Noah. Further down it says in 32 and 33, the verses, Remember Lot's wife, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I'm not sure if y'all followed all of that, but the point here is, the world is wicked. All of our sinful ideas and kingdom building of self is only getting worse. What are you busy with? Are you getting wrapped up in conspiracies or unbiblical teachings because someone is making them sound persuasive? Are you glorifying yourself or spending time gossiping or being jealous? Are you running after the lust of your heart and watching porn or having an emotional or physical affair? Is abortion and gender identity starting to sound not so wrong because you're listening to persuasive men talk their fleshly, prideful ideas and beliefs? This is more than just about the internet and technology. Technology just reflects what's inside of us. This is about our hearts, and if we are being a part of this wicked world, or if we're being a part of Christ and running after Him. John 10, 3-5 says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Do you know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of Satan in the world? You will be able to tell the difference when you are living in a right relationship with God, not living in sin, and if you are reading his word daily. And you will do what verse 5 says, flee from strangers, those that are not God. And it's so important to be plugged into a local body of church so that you are also able to discern and test the spirits and have that accountability and that guidance. And it seems like every episode is about all of this. And perhaps it should be. Run after Christ. Run away from being like the world and tell the world about Christ and how they can be forgiven just like we have so graciously been. But if they can't tell you apart, they will see no point in it. And you will be living a destructive life just like those in Noah's days in the Tower of Babel instead of the abundant life Jesus came to bring. John 10, 7 through 10 says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Examine your heart, and be honest about what kind of sheep you are. Because like it or not, we are all following someone. Is it God, or is it the stranger? If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to message me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you all next Monday. (laughs) 